Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, 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 it is G-Day week, and this is Dog Walk Talk on Dogs HQ. My name is Wes Blankenship. Jake Roos and Palmer Toms are running the point from different points of expertise today uh, and every day. Jake Roos knows everything you want to know about Georgia Bulldogs recruiting. Palmer Toms has his boots on the ground covering the dogs each and every day through spring practice. And we have a few more days of our spring ball special over at Dogs HQ if you really want to read their exclusive stuff that not everyone else can. If you want to get in the Cool Kids Club, it's $10 for four months through Sunday uh, after G-Day. Guys, how's it going? I'll start with you, Jake, and then we'll roll it over to Palmer. If this, if this even is Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. For our audio listeners, Jake has lost a significant amount of facial hair. <laughs> I'm not worry, entirely sure it's him. We're going to need some biometric screening. Proof. It will be back in short order. That's the only reason I do that. This is not a situation where I, I have to wait too long for a beard. But I'm good, man. Ready to get uh, get through G Day. That kind of. Uh, you know, leads us into the summer doldrums, but uh, always exciting to see, you know, who emerges from this contest. Uh, you know, we saw A.D. Mitchell kind of make some noise last year. Um, you know, uh, guys can kind of preview uh, maybe what's ahead. And, and sometimes we read a little bit too much into these spring games, but I think sometimes, too, uh, you do get a good indication of what the future may hold for some of these guys. That's what makes it exciting to me, and uh, I always get excited for G-Day. I re- really love it. Probably my... One of my favorite weekends of the year because it's just a lot of fun uh, for all the right reasons. What do you expect to see, Palmer? What's the number one thing that you think will definitely happen at G-Day? It's going to be an air show per usual. Um, You know, Georgia typically doesn't get too physical with this game. Um, You know, making it a ground and pound uh, you know, physical attack, um, because they are limited in numbers, uh, you know, on both sides, it it becomes a lot harder to field a football team when you are splitting your team and splitting it in two, um, you know, taking your team and splitting it in two, you've, you've got your 85 scholarship guys, Georgia's got a couple more than that uh, at this point, and they'll need to, uh, you know, figure that out, um, after G-Day, but, um, you know, I, I think that where it gets really interesting is, you know, taking that that you would normally take on a Saturday and play against another team. Well, you're taking that and you're splitting it and playing it against yourself. So that's where it gets interesting. Um, like Jake said, you do get to see a lot of these younger guys, um, you know, guys that maybe you didn't get to see this past fall. Maybe you won't get to see this fall. Um, some of the some of the freshmen, some of the early enrollees, some of those you know second year players trying to surge. Um, that's where G Day is really exciting to me. It's not necessarily about uh, you know the Nolan Smiths of the world. You know exactly what he brings to the table. You know you you, you can expect uh, you know big things out of Nolan this fall. I wouldn't expect big things out of Nolan on G Day. Maybe I'll be wrong there. Uh, maybe Nolan's listening and and, and it's going to take that as some motivation. 
But, um, you know, I, I think where it gets really interesting is, like you said, Jake, the, the young guys, the A.D. Mitchells of the world, um, you know, the, of last year, they really get to step up, emerge, and show us what they're capable of. Paul Feinbaum made an interesting observation about Georgia's uh, quarterback position. He was on Cole Kublik and uh, whose who show was it? Cole Kublik McElroy. and yeah, McElroy. And he said that all eyes will be on Georgia's quarterback uh, race at spring practice and at G Day. And I have a piece up right now at Dogs HQ. I just feel like Paul is missing the mark a little bit. I think he's missing the big picture where if it really is all about Georgia's quarterbacks, um, A, Stetson Bennett still not getting the respect that he deserves, probably won't ever get it at this point. Um, But B, when have we ever seen a quarterback performance at G-Day really translate, materialize to anything that mattered in the regular season. Um, I just, it's one of those things where Paul is looking at it from a national perspective. He has to keep up with a lot of teams in the SEC, but doesn't necessarily know what's going on locally. And from everything we've heard, this isn't a quarterback controversy. It's still Stetson's job. And we can't read too much into whatever happens at G-Day for better or for worse. Well, it's not like they're going to, you know, let uh, Jalen Carter come crash through the middle and r- rock its teeth out of his head. I mean, the the pass rush, they'll, they'll whistle it dead. I mean, they, they're going to tag the quarterback. There's, yeah, they, I, of, of all the positions you could probably take something away from, quarterback might in fact be the least, uh, I, I would think, on G-Day because of the way that it's structured. And rightfully so. I mean, you don't. You don't want guys out there getting rocked in a in a uh, glorified scrimmage, essentially. So, yeah, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me either. I didn't understand his point. I don't think that that's the case. And like you said, there's really no indication that this is going any way other than Stetson Bennett right now. I do think where you can learn some stuff about those quarterbacks is behind Stetson Bennett. You know, who's going to be Georgia's backup quarterback? Because as Stetson Bennett showed us last year, it's really important to have a, a, a solid backup uh, and, and somebody that you can count on if, if you need to. Uh, so is it going to be Brock Vandegrift? Is it going to be Carson Beck? Uh, you know, how, how does Gunnar Stockton look? Um, so I think that's where you're going to learn the most about the quarterbacks. It's not with Stetson Bennett. It's with those guys behind him. Yeah, the other comment that he made in that take was that, you know, if Stetson falters and the other guys show out that Kirby will have angst and anxiety going into the offseason. Look, I, I wrote in the piece, the one thing I hate to do is to dissect and dive too deeply into comments that people make on radio shows or on podcasts because it's live, you know, and, and I have an upper hand sitting there having the time to process and think on my keyboard while Feinbaum makes his comments, but that's his job to do that. And if anyone would know that Kirby Smart is not going to be anxious or lose a wink of sleep over this quarterback situation, it should be Paul Feinbaum. So I'm with you guys. I don't think there's too much to read about it. And the thing I look forward to the most is seeing who's grown the most with my own eyes, Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff. All right, guys, um, I want to jump into something a little special. Palmer brought this idea to the table. I think it's a fantastic idea. We're going to do somewhat of a fantasy 
G-Day draft between Jake and Palmer. reason is these two guys, I feel like Jake has the expertise of knowing a lot of these players as recruits and seeing them now with Georgia G's on their helmets, seeing how much they've gotten better. And as I mentioned earlier, Palmer knows the team inside and out right now. I'm going to play somewhat of a host. If you can't tell vocally, uh, my face is a little numb right now because I just got back from getting a couple fillings in my teeth at the dentist. Um, I'm ashamed to say my... I think Palmer's face might be a little numb today. My streak of (laughs) four years without a cavity has come to an end. Um, I need to get a longer toothbrush, I think. Yeah, Palmer, it's it's a... Wednesday morning in Athens, and Palmer's a senior in college, so uh, Palmer might be a little slow to the draw today. All right, I don't have a coin. I do have an SD memory card here that I'm going to flip. I will give Roos the call in the air based on his seniority on the beat. Age before beauty. All right, call it in the air, Roos. I'm going to call heads. All right. It is heads. All right. Outstanding. All right. So what we're going to do with this draft, we're going to start off with our top 10 and then let the guys kind of regroup, take a break in the middle of it, and then wrap it up. Jake, who do you have with the number one overall pick in the 2022 Georgia G-Day roster draft? With my number one pick, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, the guy, a, a guy who's going to be a playmaker, because I think that these quarterbacks are on pretty equal footing. So I'm going to take the best receiver available, and that's A.D. Mitchell. I'm going to take him with my first overall pick. I think it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to make him better. Uh, he's going to be a weapon for anybody. So uh, maybe a little unconventional, but I think he's the best offensive player. I think he's the best offensive weapon. I would have taken Brock Bowers if he were playing in the game. But since he's not, I'm going to go with A.D. Mitchell with my first overall pick. I think that he'll be able to hold it down for me. All right, great pick. Uh, wide receiver is off the board, Palmer. Are you getting nervous? George's wide receiver depth is unproven, so you got to have a wide out in there somewhere. Who are you going with number one? Well, I totally would have taken A.D. number one as well. Um, you know, Following up on his big G-Day performance last year, I think he can uh, – he can grow and, and his strong freshman season. So great pick there, Roos. Um, but I'm going to go with – got to lock him down at some point. Uh, and there's going to be nobody better to do that than Keely Ringo. Um, I, I think that you know with this game being an air show, like I said earlier, uh, and, and with you taking a wide receiver with that first pick, i got to counter it somehow. And if, if I'm going to have to try and defend uh, AD, I think that there's nobody better than Keely. Both number fives off the board in Georgia's jersey number category. Roos, uh, we got an offensive player, got a defensive player off the board. Who you got at number two? I'm going to take the guy who I think is the best available defensive player and uh, okay. I think maybe the best player on the team, period, and that's Jalen Carter uh, with my second pick. I think that uh, – That would have been my number one overall. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought I thought Palmer would go there maybe, but I understand his reasoning and wanting to shut AD down. 
Um, uh, but I got to tell you right now, I'm just absolutely blowing Palmer out of the water. I have the best player on <laughs> offense and the best player on defense. There's no way for him to catch me. Um, so uh, I think, uh, no, Carter, listen, how much action will he really see a G day? I don't know. That's hard to say. Probably not a ton, but you know, he's a guy who's going to be disruptive all year. I think that he is, like I said, Georgia's best defensive player. So, uh, regardless of whether he plays three snaps or 50, uh, I think that uh, he's an impact maker, uh, even in three snaps. So Jalen Carter, my number one pick on defense for sure. Carter might be drafted if he were eligible by some NFL teams this year. If 100%, they could take 100%. Him. Uh, Palmer, number two, who's up? I'm going to go with Eric Gilbert. I think that when you're talking about playmakers on this offensive side of the ball, um, AD is obviously a big one and, and more of a proven one. Uh, at, at least at Georgia, um, than Gilbert. But I think from everything we've heard, he's had a big spring. Um, I, I think that, that he's playing tight end here at Georgia, but I think he's fully capable of playing wide receiver as well, listed as a wide receiver on the roster. Um, you know, I, I think if, if I'm you know, kind of like you said, uh, Jake, with, with when it comes to Brock Bowers, um, you know, I, I think that Eric Gilbert's capable of doing a lot of those things, um, you know, same things. When it comes to splitting out wide and, you know, helping out these quarterbacks, um, you know, a big playmaker, um, interested to see who you would have trying to stop him. Because, like I said earlier, I think I got the best player in that secondary. All right. To recap really quickly, we've got A.D. Mitchell, Keely Ringo, Jalen Carter, and Eric Gilbert off the board. Who's next, Roos? Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand that to me, Gilbert is, is still kind of an enigma. He's still kind of an unknown. So I don't know that I'm going to worry about it too much just yet. And this, and this could be his coming out party. I agree. I agree. No question about it. I I think that we might get to see a pretty heavy dose of him. I'm going to go with another guy that I don't know how much we will see of him. I think he'll get a couple series in there and then we'll see the rotation kind of kick in, but I'm going to go with, uh, the big boy over at left tackle. I'm going to take Broderick Jones to, uh, protect whoever I get under center. Um, because you know, with all these weapons I'm putting around him, it's not really going to matter. I'm going, I could, you know, we could march out, uh, uh, Palmer times to play quarterback behind this, this team I've got right now. And, uh, it's not going to matter. So, um, I'm going to go with Broderick. Um, I, I think that he's the clear cut left tackle for this team. I think that, uh, would I say that he is Georgia's top lineman? I, I'm hesitant to say that. I think that there's another guy that might give that title to, and I think that Palmer might take, or I might end up with him at some point. But um, Broderick, uh, left tackle is just too important of a position for me to pass up this early in the draft. So I'm going to go All right. for it. Roos is beefing up here on the line of scrimmage. Palmer, you're all flashed so far. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's what G-Day is about, is a little bit of that flash uh, flashiness showcasing Todd Munkin's offense. Uh, but I do like the call taking an offensive lineman, and I'm going to follow in your footsteps there. Uh, I'll take Warren McClendon yep. uh, entering his third year as a starter. Um, you know, I think that similar to what you just said about Broderick being able to protect your quarterback, whoever you have back there, uh, Warren McClendon can do that. And, and I think that he is you know going to be a great leader for this offensive line, uh, a great leader for my offensive line and my team. Uh, and, and so – 
Uh, is that who you had in mind as, as maybe the best offensive lineman? Yeah, I think I, – I, and I've said for years, I think Warren is a five-tool player. I think he's a, I think he can play anywhere across that offensive line that you needed to. If you needed him at left tackle, he could play it. I, I feel confident about that. So, uh, for my money, I think he's Georgia's best offensive lineman. But, you know, Broderick holding down left tackle with some exceptional athleticism, that's why I had to go with him. Jake, I want to take a quick detour. It's interesting you mentioned that. Because Jamari Sawyer was that kind of guy yep. as well. From what you've heard about how Georgia recruits the offensive line, do they value that? Do they seek that out? Absolutely. Or do they look for specialists and generalists when they recruit offensive linemen? To some degree, I mean, to some degree, we've we've kind of moved into an era where their guys essentially should be positionless um, when it comes to offensive line. You should be able to play off five. Now, there are certain guys, for example, I don't think Griffin Scroggs is ever going to get a look at tackle. I, I think that he's a solely interior guy. I think he's a he's a center and a guard, and and in the same way Warren, uh, Warren Erickson is. You know, I think that you you've got certain guys that that's kind of their MO. Uh, they're, they're bound for the middle. But you've got guys, like you said, like Sawyer, uh, Isaiah Wynn was clearly one of those guys. Um, you know, I think uh, Warren McClendon certainly fits that bill. Uh, they can play any of the spots, um, and I would trust them to play any of those spots as well. And and I, I hesitate to say too that you know guys can just play center, or because I, I look at a guy like Cedric Van Pran, I think that he's got ability to bounce around as needed too. He's he's got the smarts for it, he's got the head for it, he's got the feet for it. I, I think that he's a guy who could play. So uh, they do look for more of a generalist, I think, and then it's yeah. a uh, you know let's get you in and figure it out. Yeah, Van Pran's a freak, man. Uh, from everything I've heard from people that actually know what they're talking about, he's a big deal. All right, number four for you, Roos. Uh, gone D-line, O-line. What's next? So I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise here. Uh, tight end is rough right now. The, the depth is just not there. Darnell's out. Brock's out. So who's the guy who has a chance? In my opinion, this sets up perfectly for Oscar Delp the Brock Bowers uh, of, of the future, in my opinion. I think Maybe a reach here. I, I agree. I agree. Could be early. Could be early. But I think Delp is the kind of guy who can flourish in an environment like this. I think he'll get a lot of snaps. He'll get a lot of opportunity to play. And uh, I think that we'll see a lot of his athleticism be able to shine through. So uh, I, I went with that primarily because I feel like tight end is so depleted right now. Um, and he's a bit of an unknown. I think all these guys that are going to be available kind of are. But I think of those available, he's the best available. So I'm going to go with Oscar Delp at tight end. All right. I can't wait to hear Palmer's take on this. Well, so I don't know that you needed to go with Oscar Delp because I've already got my tight end in Eric, in Eric Gilbert. But is he going to be uh, so a little bit of a reach? Well, we'll see. I can see him being split out a little wide, though, too. So I, I'm going with my inline guy. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, with my next pick, I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the football, and I'm going to take the guy that we've heard the most about this spring, and that's Pop, Jamon Dumas-Johnson. Uh, I, I think that, again, um, you know, maybe a little bit of an unknown um, but with the depth concerns at inside linebacker, uh, I'm going to take the one that we've heard the most about uh, and, and the one that seems like he's in, in a position, seemed like it before the spring, and it seems like it is certainly still the case. Uh, I think he's in a position to take over that inside linebacker room, be the guy in the middle of that defense that's a leader for everybody. Uh, you know, we've heard Chris Smith talk about it. We've heard you know, the defensive linemen talk about it. 
Pop is is a guy that makes an impact, and, and I think he's going to do that uh, at G Day. Yeah, Pop is arguably the positive story of Georgia's spring so far from everything we've heard. I uh, can't wait to see him with my own eyes. All right, we are almost halfway through here and still no running backs taken at RBU. Will that change with Jake Roos's fifth pick? You know, I, it's not going to because I, I'm going to have to uh, stick over on the defensive side of the ball. I got, I got three guys, got two pass catchers right now and a guy to block for him. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, you know, the, the, my, my concern with running back, and, and I hate to give some of my draft strategy away here. This isn't really, uh, it's not my concern, but I think that all of these guys are very capable. And so I'm not worried about taking one over the other. I think that they're pretty comparable in that regard. So I'm cool with whoever I end up with at running back. That's, that's kind of my feeling right now. Uh, so I'm going to flip back over to the defensive side of the ball. And because Palmer took the best available inside linebacker, I'm going to take best available outside linebacker. And in my opinion, that's going to be, that's got to be the guy who led Georgia in sacks last year. And that's Robert Beal. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Beal over Smith. I think that that'll be a controversial pick. But the stats don't lie. Numbers never do. I'm going with Beal uh, to go in, have a, you know, one of these big super senior seasons and, and have his opportunity to shine. Once again, I, I like Beal at the spot. Is Robert Beal, maybe I'm wrong here, uh, but is Robert Beal the most under-the-radar sack leader that Georgia football has ever had? Got to be. Yes. Got to be. I, I, don't, I don't know that people would could name that from last year. I think most people would struggle to – point to him as the guy well and I think yeah I think most people would look at uh you know maybe somebody else in that outside linebacker room uh in, in Nolan Smith as your potential sack leader uh you know Kobe Dean was up there as well uh, and being the Butkus Award winner I think a lot of people would look there um but once again you know this podcast is providing Nolan Smith with some uh with some motivation <laughs> bulletin board material what's next Palmer Man, um, you got me thinking about you got me thinking about Nolan Smith. Uh, I'm not gonna go there just yet. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that I just named a couple minutes ago uh, when talking about Pop, and that's that's Chris Smith, um, another Smith. I, I think once again, this is a this is an air show, uh, and, and you know, with concerns at safety, who's gonna be the guy next to uh, Chris Smith? Uh, you know, I. I don't have to worry about that right now uh, because I've got Chris Smith. I've got Keely Ringo. I've got the two guys that are locked into their starting positions on the back end of my defense, uh, and I'm feeling good about that. Love it. Uh, We're halfway through. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up the top 10 right after this. Welcome back to Dog Walk Talk. We are five picks in from Jake and from Palmer in our G-Day spring game unofficial official draft jake you are now on the clock with your number six picks still no quarterbacks still no running backs taken who is next for you well palmer has done a good job of of locking up the secondary um keely obviously and chris smith so i'm going to go with the guy that i'm projecting as as cb2 and that's kamari lassiter i think that this is a good chance for him too uh, he had some moments where he popped last season, so I, I'm going to take Kamari Lasseter to be my starting uh, cornerback in this one for sure. Um, seems like it's setting up well for him, and I, I think a big season on the horizon for the young man. Palmer, 
Roos is, Bru- is bringing some unexpected picks to this draft. I feel like he started out kind of meat and potatoes, getting the line of scrimmage nailed down, and then he's throwing us for a loop a little bit. What do you have in store for us at pick number six? So I'm, I'm debating between two guys. Um, I'm going to go with Cedric Van Pran. Uh, we talked about him earlier being uh, you know, pretty legit. I think that you know when we were talking about the best offensive linemen and, and Roos was kind of hinting at that, I thought you might be talking about Cedric Van Pran. You were talking about Warren McClendon, and they're both on my team now. Uh, so I'm <laughs> oh, feeling pretty good snap. about that. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that. It, you've got Jalen Carter, uh, in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, somebody has got to stop him. And, and to me, uh, you know, there's nobody better fit to do that in this, you know, at least on Georgia's roster, uh, than Cedric Van Pran. Where are we, uh, projecting Van Pran to play this season specifically? Center. Yeah, he's going to he's take, he, you think he's going to own that center position? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I, I can't see him. I, I think the necessity is too large there. Uh, you know, I think that he is, he showed that he was capable of holding it down. I think that it's a, it's not a glamour position, but it's as important of a position as you've got on the field. And it's one of those underrated ones. So for sure, I think so. I asked that. That's what I assumed. But with the talk that we had earlier about how guys can bounce around the rotating cast of characters we've seen play Georgia Center. Uh, just wanted to fill the audience in on that to expect SVP as your center. All right, Roos, number seven, right. my man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look into one of these areas that's a little bit depleted right now. Um, I think that that's got to be kind of a key here. And uh, for me, that's wide receiver still. And um, so I'm going to go with Lad McConkey. I think that uh, I think Lad is uh, a good. I mean, we saw him and AD work together last season. Uh, they were a pretty dynamic duo. Feel good about having those two guys. I think I got Georgia's two best pass catchers, proven pass catchers, mind you. I know uh, Palmer went with Eric, but uh, I, I feel like I've got the two guys we know the most about. So I'm feeling good about Lad. Well, I think you may have reached with Delp. I gotta say, Lad fell a little bit deeper into this draft than I expected. And and that's who I was debating between. Um, let me ask you this: Had I not taken Van Pran, would you have taken him there? I would not. And I had taken McConkey instead. No, I've been. I'm over here. I've got mm. the roster pulled up, and I'm I'm evaluating each position in terms of depth. And mm. so it gets it's the wide receiver is a little bit thinner, a little less proven. So I, I, I the, some of those backup linemen, I can make it work. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, to. To counter that, so I don't have a true wide receiver on my roster yet. Um, Very interesting strategy, I, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly an interesting strategy <laughs> after touting about uh, how much of an air show this game was going to be. Um, I'm going to go with – but I think that's okay because there aren't a ton of proven pass catchers uh, in this on this team. So, you know, as you get further and further into the draft, the guys, you know, are pretty comparable, um, you know, down the line. I'm going to go with somebody that is a proven pass catcher uh, and, and is trying to make a return to that proven pass catching status, uh, and that's that's Kyrus Jackson. Um, you know, had a rough 2021 season, um, you know, not up to his standards. Uh, 2020 was a great season, led the team in receptions. I think he had a one-yard lead uh, over George Pickens for 
um, you know, yards there. Pickens had the touchdown advantage, uh, and the two of them were tied with 36 receptions. Um, and, you know, the knee injury slowed him down last year. I think that he is uh, eager to get back to full speed. Um, you know, he, he played last season, but it, he never really felt like he was the difference maker that he was in 2020. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyrus Jackson. All right, so we're seven picks in. Roos's roster is as follows. A.D. Mitchell at wideout. Jalen Carter on the D-line. Broderick Jones at left tackle. Oscar Delp at tight end. Robert Beal. Pass rusher, edge rusher, Kamari Laster, cornerback, Lad McConkey at wideout. Palmer Tom's team. Keely Ringo at corner. Eric Gilbert, tight end. Warren McClendon at right tackle. Pop Demod Johnson, inside linebacker, Chris Smith at safety. Cedric Van Pran at center. Kiaris Jackson at wideout. Roos, three picks to go. Who you got? Oh, yeah. Uh, tough, man. I, I mean, this is you're getting into some interesting territory here. I don't have a true inside linebacker and uh, I don't really um, have a good feel on who that guy is going to be because I think Palmer took the best one available in Jamon Dumas Johnson. So I'm going to take another guy, though, that we've heard a lot about, and that's Jalen Walker uh, to lead the middle of my defense. I think the young, uh, the early enrolling freshman, I'm going with some early enrollees here because I think that this is a, a great showcase for them. Uh, so give me uh, in the middle Jalen Walker. I think that he's young, but he's going to be able to step up, rise to the occasion, and lead this defense from the middle. Yep. A lot of youth on your team, Roos. Okay, uh, three picks left for you now, Palmer. So I'm going to go with uh, – I don't have a defensive lineman here, and I'm going to go with Zion Logue, somebody that we heard about <clears throat> a lot at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, I think that he's capable of kind of being a hybrid of what uh, Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis were last year. I don't think that he's you know quite at <clears> – <throat> he's not nearly as big as Jordan Davis – uh, but I think that he's got a lot of the same skill sets, uh, you know, and, and is going to be capable of having to hold down the middle of that defense. Uh, give me Zion. He is a mean dude. And from what I have seen, very limited exposure at practice. Uh, he is probably after Jalen Carter, the number two guy that I would not want to be tackled by. Um, not that I'd want to be tackled by any of Georgia's defenders right now. But he's definitely number two. All right. Uh, Roos, dwindling down here to your top ten. Who do you have next? Uh, I'm going to go here with what I think is best available on the board. And to me, that's going to be Stetson. I'm going to take the mailman as my quarterback in this spot. I think that uh, I've got my pass catchers in place. I've got Broderick protecting the, the blind side for him. So I, I'm going to go with Stet. Uh, a quarterback had to come off at some point. I think once you get into that second, that two, three, and four, um, that's where things get interesting. But as we said to start the show, clear-cut number one, in my opinion, I'm going mailman. All right, Palmer. You getting getting itchy over there to take a quarterback, I can tell. Well, you got me thinking about it. But I, like you said, I think that that's where things get interesting. Uh, you're not going to need a quarterback, so I'm not going to waste a pick on a quarterback right now. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to take Nolan Smith after, after all this talk about Nolan Smith. Uh, I think that he's going to be a leader on this defense. Um, I'm going to take Nolan because I think that he's capable of, like you said, Robert Beal, uh, the, the, the sack leader last season, um, 
but I think that that's what Nolan Smith is capable of this season. Um, you know, certainly was was in the conversation last year. Uh, I'm going to take Nolan as a leader on my defense uh, and a proven uh, proven pass rusher. All right, we will have our number 10 picks for each of you explain this last pick. And then after that, we're just going to go rapid fire through the rest of your roster. So who puts the bow on your top 10, Jake? Oh, uh, tough call. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's some spots to fill here, uh, but I'm still feeling good about how we're looking. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and round out um, – I think I'm going to go here with my defense um, because there's just there's a lot of question marks surrounding safety, especially. Um, so I'm going to go with a guy I think can make an impact and needs to make an impact in this. Would I'm going to go with a second corner um, and I'm going to take Nyland Green. I, I think that Nyland is a guy who could use a big G day. Um, I think that he's a guy people have been waiting to see. He and Dalen Everett, in my mind, kind of a toss-up in this position. But uh, Nyland, a guy that I'm really intrigued to see uh, if he can rise to the occasion because uh, it feels like uh, he's due. It feels like it's time. If it's going to happen, it should be now. All right, Palmer, who's the cherry on top? So, mm, I... I'm gonna, you know, I've I've got the two guys in, in on the back end of the defense that are returning as starters in Keely Ringo and Chris Smith. I'm gonna add to that William Poole as a star. Um, I think that he is somebody that's capable of big things this year. Um, maybe not, uh, you know, who fans would expect to be, uh, but he is, you know, having spoken with him this spring, he's certainly eager to do step up and build on his strong finish to last season. Uh, didn't have a great outing in the SEC Championship. Played much better the second go-around against Alabama. Uh, and, and I think that he can take that and run with it. All right, so just to recap, I know I just did it through seven, but I'll just do it really quick here. Roos is A.D. Mitchell, Jalen Carter, Broderick Jones, Oscar Delp, Robert Beal, Kamari Lasseter, Lad McConkey, Jalen Walker, Stetson Bennett, Nylon Green. Team Palmer, Keely Ringo, Arik Gilbert, Warren McClendon, Jamon. I, I've been saying Dumas Johnson, just to give it a little bit of French. A little bit of that fr uh, French, uh, yeah, French uh, thing to But it. Uh, maybe it's Dumas, who knows. Chris <laughs> Smith, Cedric Van Pran, Kiaris Jackson, Zion Logue, Nolan Smith, and William Poole. I will let the people decide when we put this on social media. We'll have these made into graphics. And we'll let the people decide which team they like better. All right, so from 11 through, what do y'all want to do? 11 through 20, 11 through 22, 11 through 25. How far do y'all want to take this? Let's just take it to 20. All right, 11 through. I, I, I think we got I think we got to go a full 22 because you, you, you can't. You, you can't not have 22 a full and 22. That's a good compromise. All right. Uh, yeah. Roos, just run through your 11 through 22 really quick. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a safety. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Javon Bullard, who I think is actually going to be a star, uh, but I need somebody in the deep secondary. So I'm going to take Bullard with my next pick. All right. I need a second wide receiver. So I will go with. 
I'll go with Marcus Rose and Jack Saint. Good pick. Good pick. Like it. I'm going to take another offensive lineman with mine. I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to uh, have a good day, and uh, we've heard a lot about him. I'm going to go with Devin Willick uh, with my next pick. I'll take Xavier Truss, uh, the other guard that we've heard a lot about this spring. Uh, good pick there. I'm going to take another offensive lineman just because we got to fill out my front set or my front five. Um, I'm going to go with experience here. Um, not a sexy pick, but uh, Warren Erickson for me. Alrighty. Um, I am going to take as my second offensive tackle uh, somebody that may have been recruited as a guard, uh, but um, you know has, seems to have been working at tackle. High upside, uh, Ernest Green. Good pick. Good pick. Jealous of it, to be honest with you. Uh, wish I wish I could take uh, Amarius Mims in this position, but uh, such is life. I uh, won't be doing that, I guess. So, uh, somebody for the defensive front. Um, tough, tough, tough. Uh, I need somebody that a pair with Jalen Carter. I'm going to go with. Um, how about? You know a guy I'm, I'm going to go with because I'm intrigued to see him, and that's that's TID, Tyrion Ingram-Dawkins. I think that he could be in for a big day. So you got defensive line on my mind. Uh, I'm going to take Nazir Stackhouse and pair him with my Zion Logue so far. Good pick. Um, give me uh, in this spot then. Um, I'll go. You're at 15, by the way. All right, I'll go three deep on my front, and I'm going to go with Tremel Walthour, another guy with a lot of uh, age and experience. Uh, I've got some youth on my team, so I'm going to take uh, a, a proven guy there. And, and we've heard a lot of good things about Tremel this spring. Uh, if you hadn't taken him there, I was going to take him with my next pick. Um, but because that position uh, is on the mind, um, you've got the – uh, you know, early enrollee team, it seems like. I'm going to take an early enrollee here uh, at that position, and that's going to be Michael Williams. I think he's, uh, you know, one of the more athletic freaks on this team, capable of stepping up. Uh, maybe not necessarily college ready when it comes to his weight right now, uh, but I think that he could step up. All right. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to have to go back to the well here because I need some help on offensive line. Uh Oh gosh! Uh, give me, uh, give me Jared Wilson. I, I think that he's a guy who could be an intriguing pick and could have himself a, a, a G day. He's a, he's a guy that they really liked and stayed on even once he was committed or w once he flipped to uh, UNC. So um, let's see how Jared Wilson does. So I am not going to fill out my last offensive line spot just yet. I'm going to go back to the secondary where I have been dominating, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm going to take the second safety on this team, and that, in my eyes, is Dan Jackson. Dirty Dan. Yeah, great pick. Uh, I'm going to finish out my front. Um, with Micah Morris, I think that he's another guy who uh, I could I could I could I'm going to slide him out to play tackle for us. We're going to let him hold it down out there. So uh, Micah, um, my pick up front. I like that. I like that. Um, so I'm going to take a second inside linebacker here. Uh, you took Jalen Walker as the guy next to Pop. I'm going to take Xavier Sori as the guy next to Pop. Yeah, uh, that's that's that makes it tough 
because uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen at that position um, outside of those guys. Uh, Secondary-wise, I need another guy in deep. Um, I'm going to go, again, uh, I'm going to go back to the well with my early enrollees, and I'm going to roll with Malachi. I think Malachi Starks is going to be my guy here. Um, going to go with the young guy, see if uh, we can make that work. All right, so I have quarterback, running back, offensive line, and one DB left. Um, and I'm going to take a last offensive lineman here. Um, and to play guard, I don't love any of these really. Um, give me Dylan Fairchild. I think that he. Uh, is is a young guy uh, capable of stepping up. I'll take Dylan Fairchild. All right, Roos, uh, I have you with 18 picks in. Is that that's what, that's That's what I'm looking at, too. Yep. All right, cool. Um, all right, so uh, I'm going to go with, gosh, linebacker is thin, man. Um, that was – a devastating blow for me to lose uh, one of those guys there. Um, and Xavier, sorry. Oh Lord, um, I'm gonna skip it. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna roll with one inside linebacker. J- Jalen Walker can cover the whole field for me. I, I feel confident in that. He's got that kind of skill set. Uh, so. Well, it says a lot about the depth available. Tresman, you don't want Tresman. I thought about Tresman. Uh, I guess I guess I'll go with Tresman. I don't know. It's 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 tough because I don't um, I don't know. I guess that that probably makes the most sense. Yeah, give me Tresman Marshall. Um, so I'm gonna take another wide receiver here. Um, somebody that can um, you know help my team out with some speed. Uh, you know, had, could be a little bit limited. Um, so interested to see what he looks like on Saturday, uh, but I'll take Arian Smith. Yeah, good pick. Oh Lord, um, uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take the first running back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, with Kenny Mack. I, I think Kenny McIntosh is gonna be my number one uh, running back pick there. Um, just a versatile guy, and that's what I like about him. He'll get to work some some in the pass game, I think, on on Gita. Mm, okay, so I need a quarterback, a running back, and a defensive back. Um, you took running back off the board in fear that you could go too deep at running back where this team is not all that deep right now with just three scholarship players. Um, Jake knows I like to slight Dejan Edwards, biggest known Dejan Edwards hater. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to slight him once again and take Kendall Milton. That's fair. Uh, you are correct. I was going to go too deep at running back for sure, and Kendall would have been my next pick. Uh, so I am going to go with Dejan Edwards because I think that he and Kenny, uh, I'm taking him as like an athlete uh, on my team. Uh, I think Dejan's the guy who can um, uh, get it done out of the backfield. So I'm going two running backs on my squad. All right, so that leaves me with a defensive back and a quarterback. You don't need either of those, I think. Um, I know you don't need a quarterback. I'm going to go with the defensive back and save quarterback for the last pick uh, to keep people waiting around. Um, good podcasting <laughs> the skills there. The suspense builds. The suspense builds. I'll take Dalen Everett. 
uh, as my second corner opposite of Keely Ringo. All right, last pick for me, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wes, is that correct? That is correct. And you right. could take a quarterback um, just to really screw Palmer over. <laughs> that would be that would be fun, actually. Um, but I'm going to round out my defense. Uh, I'm going to take uh, another pass rusher, uh, a guy that we've been waiting on, and that's uh, MJ Sherman is going to be my other outside linebacker. Interesting that you would take Sherman over Chaz Chambliss. I would have had Chaz on my team there. Um, so in the, with the last, I like Palmer's here, commentary on Jake's team. <laughs> um, I'm t- so I, I got to take a quarterback in, unless, All right, here uh, we go. unless I wanted to just go with Kendall, this is, Kendall Milton as my, this is where the real controversy um, begins. I will take Brock. Ooh, all right. All right. I thought, I thought you probably see. would. Yeah, I, loaded, I don't know why. Parts um, Beck I'm, hater, Palmer Toms. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Let the um, record show. You know, just I, I think that uh, Brock is is fully capable of leading this team, a uh, versatile player, uh, local kid, and, and he's probably going to have some fans out there Saturday. Give me Brock Vandergriff. All right, fellas. I think that was a pretty successful draft. What well, we're going to do with that, uh, I'm you, not going to read back through everyone's picks again. Top 10 is what it is, but y'all are going to write about these, correct? You're going to have a full list. Uh, so go check out dogshq.com. Uh, read about these picks a little bit more in depth. Thank you for listening this week. A um, couple really quick things before we wrap up. Once again, uh, check out that spring ball special. You got a few days left by the time you listen to this thing. It is $10 for four months. That is a... A uh, meal at Chick-fil-A. It might be uh, avocado at Kroger. I don't even know the way inflation's going. But you can sacrifice one of those two things to access some really great premium content uh, over at dogshq.com. So check that out. Uh, Masters picks. Just want, just want to let you all know Russell Henley did finish the best among all the Georgia golfers like I predicted. Um, Colin Marikawa did not win, though. Uh, the Texas guy got the better of all the Bulldogs. He bevoed all of them. Man, um, assassin out there. Yeah, he was tough. And then uh, another story I have up about Anthony Edwards. Don't write about him too often, but he's got the Minnesota Timberwolves looking pretty hot, and there aren't a lot of things to smile about in terms of Georgia basketball right now. So. Let Ant-Man be your pillar, your beacon of Georgia basketball light if the T-Wolves can uh, make a run in the playoffs. What else is on y'all's mind, uh, Georgia-wise? Anything else? Draft stuff. What's sticking out to you guys before we wrap up? Looks like Trayvon, a real possibility of one, man, continues mm. to be the case. I thought it was an interesting piece you did over on uh, Dogs HQ West about uh, you know Trent Baalke uh, running the the front office there in Jacksonville and his history of taking high upside players. If he really thinks this kid is Aldon Smith, uh, that's a pretty hard pass uh, to make. So uh, be, I can't think of many things that would be bigger for Kirby Smart than to get a number one player in the draft uh, as a defensive uh, as a pass rusher. That's that's outrageous. It seems like a lot more than yeah. smoke at this point. I agree. After after all the hate on no defensive linemen drafted for quite some time, that would be a way to uh, slam that yep. door shut. 
my final thought here, I'll give a shout-out to the Georgia baseball team winning over Kennesaw State last night. Um, you know, I'm, I'm about to get a story up on that, uh, but they beat the Owls uh, on the road, top 10 uh, RPI team. Uh, Georgia coming in strong in the RPI, too, at number four. Uh, Bulldogs are playing some really good baseball, so uh, if you have an opportunity to get out to Foley Field, um, I encourage you to do that at the beginning of the season, uh, and I encourage you to do it again. Uh, spring weather, getting nice, uh, and, and there's some really good baseball being played in the SEC. So uh, Georgia among those teams playing some good baseball. I would say also, um, if you got a ham sandwich and a pair of basketball shorts, Mike White might let you try out for the Bulldogs. So get over <laughs> to Stegman Coliseum and uh, give it a run. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. Tough, tough, tough times. He's got a big rebuild on his hands, no question about it. Absolutely. All right, fellas, thank you so much. That was fun with the draft. Can't wait to see what we really get out of G-Day. And, of course, we'll have you covered at dogshq.com, dogshq on Twitter, dogshq, Facebook, Instagram. We're wherever you want to be. Check us out. Talk to you all next time. Have fun in G-Day.